The police minister said during the release of the third quarter crime stats on Friday, that's today, that between October and December last year, well, 7,710 people were murdered, an increase of 155 from the same period in the previous year. Well, unpacking the third quarter crime stats uh, for the past two consecutive terms, he noted a reduction uh, in the number of murders. And that, of course, a small percentage reduction. The unfortunate irony still remains that way it comes to South Africa. South Africa is unfortunately uh, right on top of the list where it comes to uh, murders, domestic violence and, uh, you know, gang related crimes seeing an increase. And hopefully we'll unpack a bit of those statistics in a while. Uh, And of course, we are joined by Dr. Simon Howell. Dr. Simon, good evening and thank you for joining us. Hi, good evening. Uh, Dr. Simon, I mean, tell us, is there any reason why that murder went down by what, you know what, during this period of time, just a little bit, you know, here and there. Uh, but w- w- what does the stats tell us? Are we still, uh, are we out of the being the murder capital of the world? Where are we going with the murder stats? Uh, definitely not. Um, so, I mean, the, the reduction was uh, statistically almost not relevant. It was it's very small. Um, you know, I think uh, Baker Taylor was um, looking for reasons to to um, to sound upbeat when, in fact, you know, there's not much to be upbeat about the stats at all. Um, you know, uh, the, the the murder rate of seven thousand seven hundred and ten, I think, was something was is still appalling, and it, I mean, it's it's extremely high. Um, however, you look at it, and you know, I mean, I don't think it may it may fluctuate slightly over time, but it continues to be remain a considerable problem in the country. Hmm. The other crimes that were spoken about, um, gender-based violence, sexual crimes, well, they have, uh, you know, in some instances, seem to have gone down as well during this period. Uh, but, but is that, are we turning the tide when it comes to domestic, you know, violence? What is, ca- what is categorized as domestic violence? All the campaigns, all the awareness uh, initiatives by government and by NGOs, are we seeing the, the at least a diminishing of the, you know, of sex crimes and and gender-based violent crimes. Um, to be honest, I don't think we are. Um, you know, I mean, the problem with statistics that are released like this is that often they are they're reporting what was reported rather than actually reporting on what is it, what is occurring in reality. And um, with sexual offences, the problem is, of course, that people don't want to report and don't trust the police enough to report them. So, you know, a decrease in in these in these, this crime category is probably more indicative of a decrease in the trust in the police and the reporting levels rather than a decrease in the actual crime itself. Um, either way, it's still extremely high, uh, with, you know, whichever way you look at it. But I think in this instance, it's, it's about the way in which the stats are reported rather than actual a decrease in any form or manner. Simon, the, the minister also pointed out and highlighted a concerning trend of gang-related murder cases. Now, he recorded, what, 268 gang-related murder cases. 250 were, in fact, registered in the Western Cape. And, if, and you know, if you wanted to look at the Western Cape itself from the reporting departments, primarily concentrated in areas that have had, uh, unfortunately, notoriously been known and associated with gang-related violence. Your Manenberg, Cape Flats, etc., uh, thereafter followed by the uh, Gauteng and then the Eastern Cape. Are we seeing that this type of murder, gang-related uh, assassinations and killings on the rise? And is this you know, a, a foretelling of the way things are going to be in future that you're going to see uh, heightened gang-related activities even in other provinces as well? 
Well, I think we're seeing the, the widening of gang activity beyond the Western Cape. Um, you know, I mean, the amount of murders that have been committed are, of course, shocking themselves. But, I mean, it is also indicative of the availability of illegal firearms, which is the primary means by which these murders are undertaken. So, you know, I mean, in, in stemming this or controlling it, it's ultimately a function of controlling the illegal firearm trade rather than, you know, specifically about the gangs. Um, but, I mean, you know, I mean, there is there has been an increase, and, and, you know, that increase has been going on for quite a while now. So, you know, it's, it's a growth of the gangs, ultimately, as a function of, the continued stagnation of our economy and social structures and indeed the government itself and its ability to deal with the social issues that face the country as a whole. Mm. Time and time again, uh, you know, Dr. Simon, we hear the, the minister give these statistics and dark and gloomy as they are. Uh, but, you know, does the minister afford solutions that this is what we need to do and this is what we are doing? Or is just a, a simple, a simply rendering of the of the stats of the numbers and that's it until we meet again the next quarter? Well, I think, you know, the problem is that it's it's very difficult for the police to deal with this. But also, I mean, you know, often policing is not the, the best way of dealing with a lot of these issues. I mean, these, these issues on these crimes are a function of deeper social issues. And while the police have a very important role to play in, in dealing with those, they are ultimately a reactive force and deal with something once it's already been undertaken or committed. Um, to deal with these issues in, in the long term and, and you know, deal with them holistically requires intervention of far more than just SAPs and far more government departments than just SAPs. Um, but the problem, of course, in South Africa is that it doesn't seem to be the willingness to work together and to, to provide a sort of whole of society or holistic approach to dealing with these social issues. And as a result, you know, I mean, the, the police can the police, however well capacitated they are, ultimately running after, you know, and chasing their tails because, you know, we're not dealing with the, the root causes of these issues, rather just dealing with the results. Mm. SAPS ever so once in a while embarks on the uh, you know campaigns, uh, uh, trust us, and outreach campaigns to the community. Uh, the, the, the eroded trust that the public has seen in the last few years uh, in the South African you know police services. Uh, do you see SAPS themselves turning the corner and now making an impact and and, and regaining some of the trust that, that that's lost, especially in impoverished communities? Well, I mean, there are individual instances of this occurring. And, you know, I mean, I mean, certain individual police officers often work very hard to regain the trust of communities. Um, and there are instances of, of well-managed police stations um, and exemplary police uh, station commanders who have done a lot to, to reestablish that trust. But, I mean, you know, that trust has been broken down over the course of many years and over the course of many instance, instances of, of violence. And as a result, it's, it's going to be a hard it's going to be hard work for both SAPs and the communities to, to learn to trust one another again. But it's also going to be hard work to re-establish the type of structures that provide an effective service to the public and I think you know that those things go hand in hand and at the moment often there's a disparity between service provision and, and actual policing and the result is that you know communities just don't trust the police and at the moment at least I sense that, that you know a lot of communities are, are see the police as the enemy or they, you know they're antagonistic to the police and until they deal with that ultimately you know you can't be friends until you stop being enemies. Hmm. Dr. Simon, finally, of course, we are in an election year. Many uh, parties are going to jump on these figures and uh, promote you know, their idea of safety. There are, of course, some, some parties that have made their, their priority uh, you know, crime and, and the combating of crime. Then also, there are those parties that have made their objective um, illegal you know, immigration or migration, illegal, the presence of uh, illegals in the country itself, and may push you know, these numbers on state 
tweeting and saying that it's got a lot to do with the arrival of uh, illegals in the country. Do these um, statistics uh, show, you know, the, the actual perpetrators itself? Does it give us an indicator that whether in actual fact you have uh, illegals or, or undocumented, you know, there are, of course, no real illegals, but undocumented uh, people being more more responsible than the rest of society for these crimes? Well, um, the, the SAPS has not released um, the, the nationality of offenders by crime category. So unfortunately, we do not know exactly in terms of each crime statistic whether there is uh, any, you know, who, who committed what. But um, I can tell you from other research, it's been found that uh, foreign nationals do not actually commit um, specific crimes or, or, or are more likely to commit crime than anyone else. In fact, you know, and often I think this, that's a very, it's a very broad misconception that um, people who are not native to South Africa are more likely to commit crime. It's just not true. Um, South Africans are, all of, for all intents and purposes, quite adept at committing crime themselves in this instance. Mm. Dr. Simon Howell, thank you for your time this evening and uh, thank you for your insights. Have a good one, Simon. Thank you. Well, that was uh, Dr. Simon Howell, criminologist, talking to us about uh, the statistics that are out there. Statistics or no statistics, right? Every South African, unfortunately, whoever you speak to has been a victim of crime in some way or the other. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala save us, you know, from, from such crime that's, that's, that's difficult, that will now, you know, take a life. And may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant sabr, sabr and jameel to those who have lost 